Hello, hello, everybody. It's your girl, Shauna, with the How I Love Me series uh, from Love Nation. I just want to say hello, everybody. Man, man, it's been a minute since I've been on here. Um, But I'm so thankful that my listeners are continuing to listen to previous podcasts and... um, and showing your support from all over the world. We got America, Jamaica, uh, Germany, Singapore, Philippines, France, Italy. Uh, did I already say Germany? Brazil, Colombia, Colombia. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my podcast. Um, the Ukraine, Hong Kong. Uh, Oh gosh, uh, 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 did I say Singapore? Um, 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 it's so many. South Africa, Kenya, um, Albania. It's so many countries that are on here listening. And hey guys, I just want to say thank you. Did I say France and Italy too? Okay. Well, I just want to say thank you. Oh, Ireland. Okay. 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 I'm off of it. I'm off of it. But anyway, I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening all over the world. You know, as we share love and even this may be a small way, but it's a big way because it's getting out there, the message of love. And so I just want to thank you because the message of love is definitely definitely the command of Jesus Christ so if you are a believer or if you are thinking about being a believer just understand that the realness of love is truth in love and God is the only one who gives truth and love in the word of God it says to worship him is to worship him in spirit and in truth and because he is love you know and he is spirit that means he's always going to operate in truth so the truth of our lives, the truth of ourselves, the truth of others in our lives is something that God will always reveal to us. He will always reveal the truth in the most beautiful form. And sometimes it can be the most ugliest form. Man, it could be it could be the most hurtful form. But but it's necessary. All of it is necessary. Your life as you go through life, everybody has trials, everybody has tribulations. But just to know that he loves us enough to get them through them all, to get through them all, to um, heal from them. Because it ain't like life don't hurt. You know what I mean? It, it hits certain parts deep that some of us have, you know, childhood trauma. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the, those truths that we might have been... Um, uh, awakened to or have been uh, have felt or gone through he shows us the truth he doesn't keep us in the dark he doesn't keep us in a lie I don't care if you've been blinded to the lie God been shooting truth every single step of the way uh, how, however long your, whatever your situation however long you've been living in a lie God has been revealing to you truth 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 and if you don't want to accept it then that's on you but the point is is that he's always loving us and always wanting us to operate in that spirit of truthfulness as well as he always operates towards us in that same spirit so Today's podcast, I'm sorry, I get, I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited. Okay, so anyway, today's podcast, are you that friend? Are you that friend? I mean, when I think about a friend, I think about one who is true. Like I got, I got friends that some of them I call my real ones. And I say they my real ones, um, because we've gone through some journeys 
and we still remain to be friends. Time and distance has separated us, but we still meant to come together as friends. When times are hard, we know how to pray with each other. When times is a celebratory, we know how to celebrate each other. Um, and we just love each other. Time has tested that 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 journey of friendship and our friendship hasn't been wavered. So I have friendships from uh, and I'm talking about people that we still see. OK, still see you still connect. You still, you know, what I mean, c- communicate often or whatever. Um, friends since middle school, elementary school, um, all the way up to now. Friends that. Um, still remain, uh, and it, and it's not to the point where we have done all life together. Like I said, time and distance. But I'm so blessed by those uh, friends that know me. They know different things about me. They know uh, my dirt. You know, they know my sins. Um, and yet, we still. Our friends, I know their sins. I know their whatever, you know what I'm saying? Their shortcomings and their high comings. And we celebrate each other and continue to love each other um, and empower each other through life, you know, um, and bless each other. Like we that's that's what we do. Like real friends, man. I'm blessed to have that. And then um, and then there's some that ain't friends. You know what I'm saying? They they ain't friends, 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 friends. Um, we gonna talk about that. We gonna we gonna talk about that. You know, you got different type of friendships. You got the diff- people uh, see friendships in different ways. You know, people will befriend a friend just to get something from them. You know, um, somebody will friend a friend because they see something that they like in you, they love in you, um, and but they want to be a friend to you too take that from you like they you ever had a friend that start talking like you start start trying to do your gestures or or steal your jokes or whatever you got those type of friends that don't really know their identity but whatever identity they see inside of you they want to connect to it and they want to become it um majority of the time that ends with them being jealous of the natural one who has that characteristic, you know what I'm saying? It starts to make them want to mimic it and be better than um, what they see. So you got friends that come in like that. You got friends that will go the extra mile for that other friend. I mean, go the extra mile. And that other friend may not dish it back out. But you have joy in giving out your your goodness, your kindness, your time. Like you are that friend that will, um, if your friends say they sick, girl, what you need? You need some soup? You need you need some medicine? You good? Um, and we'll go bring it to them. You that friend. You know, that friend that's, oh, my mom died or my, my brother, my sister, my cousin. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me pray with you that type of friend or matter of fact let me come to the funeral let me support you let me sing at your funeral let me i mean at your family's funeral or uh 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 do y'all need food or whatever like you may be that friend that just constantly gives out you know when your friend is in trouble you will find a way to help out in any type of way even if if somebody else helped out before you did but you still like hey girl you okay that's still a friend 
that's that that's you got some people that have that attribute you got some who who um are friends for a moment you know a couple of years a couple of months and or seasonal friends like they're all of that what i just explained and then they just cut you off they just fall off like they go into another uh level in life and um or they have an epiphany whatever the case may be and and they and they fall off but they show you their real selves their truth before they fall off kind of like a judas mhm yeah you got friends that come like that like they're the ones that's standing next to you in the picture. They're the ones that's praying with you. They're the ones that's 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 eating at your table. They're the ones that's uh uh hanging around your family and friends and and befriend your friends, you know? And then all of a sudden they start reaching another level or they want to reach another level or they see something inside of you that they don't like anymore but they ain't tell you um and then they just cut you off. Without any explanation, those those might have been friends for that AKA season or that, you know, a lot of people use seasonal friends, you know what I'm saying? But there's a reason behind saying seasonal friends because seasons change, right? And that season we'll never experience again. Everybody always say that part about seasons change. However, you will never experience that season again. Yes, the same name. Right? The same name may come fall, spring, winter, you know what I'm saying? Summer, it, it, it comes. However, the actual feeling and the time and the experience of that particular season, it only happened at one time. You're not going to go back in the past and re-experience it. You're not going to, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be like that. Every season is different. Every season changed. Just like when when a tree um, um, withers away in the fall, it doesn't grow back the same leaves. Those leaves have fallen off, withered away in the dust, in the wind of earth. But yet that tree produces a new leaf in a new season. You feel what I'm saying? So those friendships that we that you it may be you listening, you know, that may be you like, dang, I didn't cut off this person. I didn't fell off at this person because whatever, you know, your truth about yourself. And if that is you, then please know this. God will always replace you with something more beautiful. God will always replace it with something more beautiful. So if that has been uh, shown to you, like you are the person on the opposite side, you are the one who constantly does and, and loves like a true loving friend. And you know that if that friendship is valued and respected and loved and nurtured, that you will be that friend till the end. Right? So, um, and then, and then, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that part, but you also have so-called friends that will attach to you that come in the mindset in a, in a, a manipulative way as a friend will hang around your friends to get next to your friends or hang around family members to get next to you. In some type of way because they may have a mission but they come as a friend like let me let me come to this party where you're at let me socialize with you let me drink with you let me smoke with you let me you know I know back in the day uh 
we we always used to have little parties here and there. And yes, I got a pass, but anyway, we always used to, uh, you know, meet up at different places and smoke and drink. And, you know, it's a little party going on and people may be having sex in the bathroom or, you know, just, just being whatever. Right. And this is teenage stuff. Um, so I, people may have come to the party for certain intentions. Like they want to have sex with this guy or they want to fight this girl or, you know what I'm saying? just different reasons or they just want to chill, you know? Um, it was like a little bit of everything goes, but these people come in the, in the form or in the title as friends because they're friend of a friend, but you don't know them. But they get attached to you, whether they smoking with you, drinking with you. And now this becomes a norm. Like when I see you, I see you. And maybe you might have a one night stand in the bathroom and boom. This is a so-called associate, not a friend, but associate that you are now tied to because of sex. And so even though if one person, male or female, whatever the case may be, might not even know your name, might not even care your feelings. It's like, oh, but he he was a friend. Oh, oh, we, but we had sex in. But but we had we was friends. We, we smoked together. We, we was at a couple of parties together. That doesn't make y'all friends. That's not a friend. That's, that's not a friend. But in some people's mindset, they will think because we're in the same atmosphere and we're in the same location and we, we kind of doing the same things. And I gave myself that that gives that person permission to call you friend in return. That's not the case. So what that leads to is hurt in your life that you caused on yourself because you want to call somebody a friend and give yourself your intimate part of you that this person is not even worthy to have and you're the one hurt when that other person ain't thinking twice about you don't even remember your name Mm. yeah there's some people like that and that's the friend i'm talking about on both sides i'm not being you know throwing shade at the one that got a, a quickie and don't know your name you gave it out it was you know and when you drunk high and dumb you do dumb things. It's just the truth. And that's the reason why the Lord wants you to have a sober mind, okay? Because you can do dumb things and ruin your life. Um, and it's all biblical. It's there. Um, but this is my life, so I'm just I'm just sharing. But um, you, you have these titles that you've placed on friends. Um, even let's go to social media friends, people that you've never met, people that you've only talked to, you know, FaceTime and different things like this, but you've placed them in the position of calling them friend because, you know, you're having a conversation and guess what? That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a wonderful thing, especially during COVID, man, everybody got to connect, whether it was negative or, you know, positive. Um, it was a way to connect with the world um, through social media, you know, but some of it has been very toxic, you know, and it allows the recipient to be very hurt. Um, um, people that you thought were your friends, like I know on uh, during especially the pandemic and and the, the president's war, I must say in America. Um, but there were uh, 
people that were friends and family members that were saying the most evil things on social media, not face to face, but on social media and unfriended. And so that person is unfriended, you know, Facebook forever or blocked or can't whatever the case may be from social media platform to social media platform. You can unfriend, you can unfollow, you can uh, block, whatever the case may be. So now that person who has been blocked or um, has received all those negative contents from somebody's uh, point of view, social media post point of view, has now put that on another person um, as I'm not your friend anymore. I unfriend you. I've cut you off. Um, I block you out of my life forever. Um, Instead of trying to fix the problem or even trying to hold on to that friend, that person will cut that person out of their lives forever. I'm blocking visuals. You ain't seeing nothing I'm doing, who I'm with, whatever, whatever. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, like I I said, I guess in life, uh, in real life and in social media, you have different attributes of where the friendship can go, where what the friendship was meant on, what it was based on, uh, the truthfulness behind it. And so God will allow us to see and experience these things because he's always wanting you to see the truth in another. You know, the word of God says you will know them by their fruits. Right. And so that's not just talking about financial things. I think a lot of people are always comparing fruits to financial blessings. Um, but that's not it. It comes in your children. It comes in your friendships. It comes in, in how favor falls upon you. It comes in those different things. Um, it, it, it comes in, it comes in, in, in financial things as well. Don't get me wrong, but, um, the church starts to viewpoint it one way sometimes. Um, and that may not be all, but I have talked to several people that think that, um, like children are not your fruit. Like they are clearly your fruit. Okay. So anyway, point is, um, that we, we can, uh, see the examples of what a friendship is supposed to be biblically. So, um, if you just give me a little time, I'm going to share that with you. So, okay. When you think about this, like God, the beginning of time, right? God created man and woman and he communed with man and woman, not necessarily as their overseer, not necessarily as their master, but as a friend. God communed daily, chilled, talked, walked with Adam and Eve. Absolutely beautiful. Man, I just, oof. Just chilling with God daily. God, the creator, you know what I'm saying? Daily. But when sin entered in, he told him his truth. What did you do? Why are you hiding from me? Now they're ashamed. Remember when, when, when all the whole situation, Eve ate the fruit, uh, the forbidden fruit, she brought it to Adam, Adam partaketh, and then they realized that they were naked. Uh, God comes and finds them. I'm giving you the, the short version. God comes and finds, finds his friends. And he said, why are you hiding? And they said, because we're naked. And God says, how do you know you're naked? It's a different eyesight. It's a different eyesight that was seen when sin entered in. It's like a, 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 a 
freaking uh, mask on your eyes that's allowing you to see only sin. Ay, ay, ay. You see, you seeing it through the sinful lens versus the purified lens. Because before sin entered in, we see it in a purified lens. That's how we were able to see and talk and walk with God. Oh, hallelujah! I'm getting even revelation right now. But that that's that's what it is when when sin entered in. That friendship that man had with God, that woman and man had with God. Ooh. God took his presence away and he also told them the truth of what life would be and life changed instantly like for Adam and Eve like if you really look at it one son was jealous of the other because of his adoration for God the father which everybody worshiping God the father like why are you mad at me because I'm doing it better how about you achieve more that's that's my thing with uh Cain and Abel <laughs> but Cain was so jealous That he killed his own brother. He didn't even ask, bro, help me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a little mad. I'm a little tired. And I got to do this offering every day. Like he had the wrong attitude. Like I'm I'm upset. It's hot outside. We got to gather all these fruits. So God going to get what God going to get. Nah, bro. This is. This is uh, uh, Abel talking to his bro. Nah, bro, don't do it like that. God is our creator, man. He just, he loves us without every, like without any effort. He just loves us. So we just give him a little bit. I mean, he gave us life. I mean, like, come on, like God, the man, you know, if he would encourage him in that way, this world would be a lot different because it would be a huge example from the beginning of time how to overcome that sinful demon of 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 jealousy because that that's that's the member um if you listen to any of my other podcasts that is the uh, attribute of satan and that was um you know the reason why he is kicked out of heaven and will be forevermore you know so anyway when you think about the um the attribute of god being that friend to Adam and Eve from the beginning of time, then we understand that this was his creation. This is what he wanted. He wanted to communicate with us because sin has entered in. He stands there still. He's still omnipresent, but he's in distant. He's still orchestrating our life. He's distant and present. Please understand. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not speaking spiritual. I'm not, not speaking, you know what it is. Yes. He's omnipresent. He's omnipresent in spirit. I'm I'm talking about God walking around in the flesh is not that often. I do believe that he does walk around in the flesh um, here upon this earth. I really do. However, um, it's not in the same sense as as the Garden of Eden. But yet that was God's design for us is for us to live in Eden forever. But because sin is entered in, he's he's positioned himself um, in our lives in a certain way, but he's still yet there and he'll forever be there. And that's the friendship that we have in God. That's the friendship that lasts eternally in God. And it's also an example. Like when you look into the word, um, you look into the word and you see how God was even Jesus. When Jesus came along, Jesus is telling us to be that friend. He's telling us that um, 
but I call you my most intimate and cherished friends. Like different times in the Bible, he's talking about this, especially in John 15. I love, I love John 15. It says, um, John 15, 12 says, so this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends, right? Okay, so in that, Oh, 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 let me continue to read real quick. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. And I have called you, I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. And a servant doesn't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate and cherished friends. God calls us friends, y'all. Like, Man, that's how I know for a fact, that's a fact that not only is God our forever friend, but he is also the example of a friend. So are you that friend? Like some of the the examples that I gave, are you that friend? Um, I'm going to just share a little bit of... um, I'm going to just share share with you something. Okay, so last year, God was depositing all these visions and and signs and wonders um, into my, in in front of me and into my heart and my mind. So um, during this time, me and my, okay, me and my husband was on a walk and um, we were on a, a, a bridge and we would walk every day on this bridge. And in that time, we would uh, worship God. We would we would sing to God. We would pray out loud before, you know, the ocean. And it was just a beautiful time. But God started to deposit uh, visions, uh, very, very strong visions. And, and, um, and so one night I had a dream of a car accident um, happening. Me and my, my husband were walking on that bridge and um, in the dream, the, the, the bridges over our like over our head so we're kind of walking under the bridge to the top of the bridge but anyway there was in it and it's onto a freeway so there was cars coming and they started to hit and one of the cars started to go over the bridge and I'm grabbing my husband's hand and I said run run we got to make it to the bottom we got to make it to the bottom and so um in my dream we finally make it to the bottom but yet uh, we're staring up at the bridge and there's a person that passed away on that bridge in my dream. I wake up the very next morning, me and my husband go to that bridge. We're walking, we're talking, we're laughing, we're praying, we're singing, we listen to our music. And, um, and then all of a sudden I hear in the distance, boom, boom. It was like, five or six cars that hit boom boom boom. I grabbed my husband's hands like come on because we were at the top of the bridge which means that the car could have come over I was like I grabbed my husband's hand I said come on he's still looking back like what I said it was in my dream last night run so he runs and we make it down to the bottom and we're looking over and I start to see people get out because I'm in my in my mind and my heart I'm like let me run up there and go help them but the Lord had my feet like stuck like watch Jerry, I'm sorry, I don't mean to mention my husband's name, but he he started to pray. He's praying, he's praying because um, one of the ladies, some people were getting out to see if that person was okay. Come to find out, the person did pass away. So my dream 
was came to life. God gave me that as a warning. So from then on, God was just showing me different things that I needed to do and how I needed to go. It was like, he was like, poof, pay attention. I said, yes, sir. I'm paying attention. What are we doing, God? What are we doing, Jesus? And so every, it, it just, it was starting to happen a little bit more often. But then God gave me this vision to um, create a party. He gave me the vision of the party. It was to be in my backyard. He told me who to invite. Um, he told me who to invite. He told me uh, my children would be a part of it and um, how, how to go about it. It was a whole vision. So anyway, needless to say, I created it. I did not want to create it. I am um, a private person and I don't like to invite everybody over my house. But and these were some of them were, were all friends. I can I considered them very dear friends and I consider them very dear friends. Um, and so I was inviting even people that I don't necessarily have in my circle because God was depositing these names um, or people that I don't hang around all the time. But in the distance, we're friends. We're, we're friends on social media. We were we might have hung out back in the day and 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 still cool now or we hang with each other every now and then. We still communicate. You know, what I'm saying like people that live around me. God was telling me to 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 post people from my church, people from my previous church and then. And also some friends that are friends, like we've been friends for years. We love each other. We do life together. We pray with each other. We worship together. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that. Right. So this list, God keep giving me names. I'm like, Jesus. What? Okay. So down to like maybe two days before I was in the bathroom and I'm washing my hands and I said, God, I really don't want to do this. And he, um, my husband called my name. Like, as soon as I said, God, I don't want to do this. I don't. Um, I don't feel like it. Um, like, at the time, my family and I were preparing to, to move, and we couldn't find a place to move to as of yet. And we were working. It was just a lot going on. So I just wasn't in the mood. You know what I mean? And and so, um, God, I, oh, yeah, my husband was calling for my name to come outside. And he's screaming, like, Charlie. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I run outside and the rainbow is right over my house. And it was a, it was confirmation. It was a sign. Trust me, my promises are forever towards you and forever on your household. This dropped in my spirit, like go and do it. So me and my husband, we went and we built a table. We built a table. We got decorations. My children, my daughters uh, um, made the desserts and my husband cooked the food and, and, and my husband was doing the valet parking for all those people that came. We had fun. Uh, we played games. We were dancing in the yard like little kids. We were talking. We, we ate candy like little girls. Um, just just having a fun and intimate time and the Lord gave me a message to share with each and every one of them and even before they left um, they prayed for me they prayed over me and with me and out of I want to say I, I felt good to have fulfilled what God um, told me and the vision that he gave me was absolutely beautiful it came um uh, at the right time, 
it was encouraging to me. Um, when I look back at the pictures, I can see just God's hand on it. Like my husband said he was watching from the uh, window and he said it, it looked like God was dancing around us that he was all in the midst of everything that was being orchestrated as God gave me the um, the words to share with with them uh, my friends uh, others started to open up about their struggles and we started to pray over each other in that circle um, God also allowed me to see the connections and what he was doing, whereas I might have been friends with this person over here and friends with another person over here, but they might have been friends in the past, you know? Um, it was like a reconnection of something. That that happened a little bit. And and so um, I uh, didn't really want to post it on Facebook and stuff like that, but some of them asked me, can I post it? And I said, you know what? Yeah. You know, you you can post it and you can tag me in it and whatever, whatever. And um, and other people were like, man, that was so beautiful. Some people got mad, like, why you ain't invite me? You know, um, and I had to explain this was this list. What God gave me the names to invite on this list. I don't know why he did, but he, this is what he did. Like I said, some were mad, some were encouraged, some did it on their own, you know. But then um, when I look back on it, who has remained that's in those pictures? Who do I still talk to? Who has God cut out of my life? Just, just to be very honest, the friendship that God created me to be um. I will I will continue to carry out that as long because it's his is his example. It's God's example. And so when I look at the pictures from that 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 uh event that he told me to get, he also revealed to me at the table who is true. Remember Jesus at the table with his disciples before his crucifixion? Um how many remain? If you don't know the story, please do look it up. The Last Supper, Jesus, Judas kisses, <laughs> Judas is kissing Jesus on the cheek or Jesus, you know, uh, he revealed to him who he was. I know you, Satan. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, all of that. And I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. What I'm saying is, is that invite him to the table. Your friendships, it will be revealed. When you sit down and you eat and you talk and, and different things like that, and it may not happen in one season, it may happen in a couple of years, but if it's something that's meant to hurt and harm you, God will bring it to light. Uh-uh, watch that one. It's time to reposition yourself in that person's life. And if you don't listen and you don't pay attention, then I'm going to reposition them. I'm going to cut them off. That's the truth. Truth will always be revealed to you. And this is the thing that I want to say in that part. It hurts. It's like, man, for real? However, it's always necessary. Because God loves us so much that in new season, you need newness. Um, like I mentioned before with the tree. The tree um, has one leaf that withers away in one season, but grows anew in the next season. And so with that being said, and that's an example, um, God wants to create a new 
when that happens. So the that old may wither away and it may be even some particles of you that may be attached to that person or or that that friendship tie, whatever it is, it 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 it, it, it needs to wither away, but yet God brings the newness and in with him bringing that newness, trust him in that. That's the healing part. That's the renewal part. That's the uh, uh, refined. I'm dusted off. You know, that's that moment and walk in it. Heal from that. Don't sit up there and hurt and wither and cry because that person has withered away um, from your life. That person may not have been meant to go into the next season. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. Because if it was meant, oh, hell and high water, that person would be there. Meaning, let's forgive. Let's talk. Let's 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 cry this thing out. I'm mad at you. You mad at me? Tell me why you mad at me. Okay, I'm mad at you because da 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 da. All right, well, let's get over it. Well, you said this. Well, I thought you meant this. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it. That's what friends do. That's what friends do. Even when you look at the example of Jesus, when he's talking to, he told Peter what he would do. You're going to deny me three times. He like, I'm kicking straight truth. Do you want to lie to me? I bet you when that quote, that quote, uh, the third time, Jesus looking at him like, I told you, you was going to do that. It's, that's what you did. That was the truth there. Right. However, just in our situation, um, when truth is revealed, whatever it may be, and friendships are trying to operate in peace, God is going to bless that peace. He's going to be in the midst of it. Um, I had a friend who um, I lived next door to. Uh, we became so tight. It was like we were sisters. We would borrow each other's clothes. We would talk on the phone. And we lived right freaking next door like a duplex. Our houses are connected. We would talk on the phone if we weren't talking outside. We were talking outside. We were going uh, um walking up the street together we were just always just chilling and talking and and um and just thinking back to when we first met it was like I I I God gave me a dream about her and the dream was that I would go next door and invite her to church because I just started going to church and I was excited about the Lord and I, I wanted to witness you know just share his love with somebody and um Oh, let me back up. So even at that time, I had just moved to the the area and I really didn't have any friends. Like my, my friends from back home, they was coming down to visit on the weekends and different things like that. But I didn't even have I didn't have local friends like that. And so, like I said, I just started a church and I had that dream to go knock on her door and knock on her door. And she's looking like, um, uh, yeah, I'll think about it. Right. Then after a while, um. My, um, uh, her car had broke down. And so my husband was like, do you need help? And she was like, I need to get to work and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what to do. And so my husband helped, um, with her car and, and then we started to talk. Next thing you know, she, like I said, we, she joined the church. We started to be best friends. We were friends for years. We lived next door to each other for years. She threw my, my, uh, my baby showers, um, we were just really, really close, really, really close. We went to church together. We worshiped together. We, we went out together. Our boy, my husband and her boyfriend were friends. Like we, man, we did life together and I loved her. There were times that she would be sick 
and um, she had sickle cell anemia and we were there for her. Um, Her dad moved in and she had to take care of her dad and it became where um, we would call him uncle. Um, Her family became my family. all of these different things. My, my, my husband would discipline her son, um, <laughs> give him whoopings when, you know, spank his butt or put on punishment when he was acting up. This is how close we were. Oh my gosh. I loved her. And, um, and, and I knew she loved me as, as a friend, as sisters, man. And we shared each other's secrets. We, we, we knew each other's dirt, you know, um, we cried with each other, man. We did funerals together with other people, man. It was it was that life for us. And so, but there was a time that she started to get connected to someone else in the church who was very haughty. And, um, and so that whatever was inside of her wanted to mimic that inside of that, you know, other person. And so she started to mimic that. And I ain't like it. I ain't like that at all. I didn't like it, man. I'm like, yo, you changing, you different. And it's and it's okay to change and you know, elevate. But it started to be to the point where you looking down on me. And you want to be so connected to that person that you're looking down on me. You're having that haughty attitude. That's not cool. That ain't cool. When you start to look down upon others, the people that was your friends and that was rocking with you when you was uh, wearing the same shoes every day for for two years. When it, just say, for instance, you have friends like that. And then when all of a sudden you elevate, you get more money, you looking down on that person. That's a no, no. That's self-righteousness. Don't don't be like that, because if you're a friend, you're a friend anyway. OK, OK, so um so anyway, she started to be like that. And so me and then there was something that happened like uh, my car had broke down and and we were both going to the same party. So she knew that my car broke down. I told her and blah, blah, blah. blah and she left to the party without me. I never did that to her. Uh, anytime that her car might have been broke down or whatever, she would ride with my family, her and her son or different things like that. And so I was hurt. So I told her, yo, you hurt me because da, 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 da. And, and she was like, I don't know. I mean, I can just stop and come back and get you and, and whatever, whatever. Or maybe somebody else can come get you. And I said, you know what? Never mind. It's okay. It's all right. God revealed to me what was going on. And even though I didn't agree with it and I, I, I was hurt from it, it was still something that I needed to know. Needless to say, time moved on and I and our friendship distant. It started to wither away. Even though we live next door, we stopped talking. We stopped hanging out. Um, yeah, we still went to the same church, but I would talk to her at church. And that was pretty, pretty much it. You know, um, those conversations on the phone. They were not there no more. And so me and my husband decided to move. We were moving. And when she came outside and she seen the truck, because this is how much we ain't talking. So she didn't know we was moving. She cried. She cried. She cried. She cried. Why are you leaving me? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, we're, we're moving. We're, we're going on on our, on our journey, on our lives. And, and I love you and whatever, whatever. And. And so anyway, when, when we moved, um, I invited her over to one of the, my parties to, to welcome, you know, my new house. And she came over and she was sick again. 
So her health was really failing. And, um, and my friend was young. She was in her 30s, man. And um, so, uh, yeah, she uh, came over and she's just sitting there and she's looking around and she starts to cry. And I'm like, what's going on, man? She was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not being a real friend. I'm sorry for acting the way that I act. She was like, would you please forgive me? Please forgive me, Shauna. I said, absolutely. Absolutely, I forgive you. I, I love you, girl. You know what I'm saying? I, I, she was like a sister to me, you know? And um, time went on and we started to connect again. We would call on the phone. We would, you know, just, just like rekindling again. And, um, and then... Uh, she started to get real, real sick. And she told me, in church, but actually my grandmother looked at her and she said, Shauna, you need to pay attention to um, Margie Marge because she getting real sick and I, I can see it in her, right? And so Margie comes to me and she said, man, I'm really, really sick. And I'm like, girl, no, you got to speak life, you know what I'm saying? And she kept saying, I'm really sick this time, Shauna. I went to um, bury my grandfather and as I'm burying my grandfather, I get a call that she's in the hospital. I, I rush back from West Virginia to uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And I, uh, I go to the hospital. And she was happy to see me. She's like, Shauna, oh my gosh, you made it back. How's everything? She's asking me how everything is. And uh, we talking. And the next day I came, she didn't she was getting to the point where she was hallucinating or talking out of her head. And, and so then on the third day, she said, um, Shauna, grab my bags because I'm getting ready to go. I said, Margie, they're not letting you out of here. They, they said, you you know, you got to stay here for a while. She's like, girl, grab my bags. Let's go. And then on the fourth day, she's pointing out the window. She said, I'm, I'm ready to go. Tell Hakeem I'm about to leave. Hakeem is her son. And... Um, I was like, yo, I told my best friend, my prayer partner, I said, yo, things ain't looking good. It's just not. She said, well, I need you to uh, think positive and pray, pray her through it. Needless to say, I was there every day and her body was deteriorating. Her, her, uh, she was the sickest person in the hospital. The, the absolute sickest person in the hospital. The doctors did not know what to do. Anyway, I have a family at home, but this was my sister, my friend, one whom I love. My husband understood that, and he understood that I needed to be there. When I got that last call, they said, we're pulling the plug because she's a vegetable. She's no longer, she's, she's not doing well, and the family wants to pull the plug. I drove to that hospital at midnight I made it there and I'm beside her bed and I'm holding her hand and I'm like Marge Margie thinking like girl don't go and um, the pastor had prayed Psalms 27 and when he got to the latter part and he said um, that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever when he reached the word dwell in the house, in the house, the machine said, Doo. they didn't even get 
to pull the plug because she left instantly. Poof. My friend was gone. There was this glow on her face, shining on her face, and a smile on her face. And I'm holding her hand, and I'm looking over, and I'm like, girl, what heaven look like? Tell me. It didn't even dawn to me that 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 instantly she was gone. I felt like I still had that connection with her. Tell me what heaven looked like. Tell me. Because I knew where she was. I knew where she went. And uh, that's the friend that God created me to be. So when I have, this is how I love me, y'all. You're going to have friends that, um, and, oh, and I want to say something about my friend Marvin. I'm still connected to her family still to this day. I've watched family members get married. I've watched family members have babies and, you know, grow. And everybody um, may not be on the same, you know, not as tight or, you know, time and distance. But when we get around, we, we still love each other. We laugh. We hug. We, we talk. We cry. We confess. We, we forgive. We get over. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's that type of um, friendship. And... So those other friendships that I've had that I have to reposition myself in their lives, I don't necessarily uh, cut them off indefinite, but we're in distance. I can be in distance with you. Um, you don't have that access to me to hurt me anymore. That's how I love me. Those friends that act phony or the, the Judases, the Jezebels and different things like that. Some are, are needed to be cut off indefinite, but then you have some that, you know what? I still love you from afar. I'm a pray from you for afar. I'm a, I'm a, um, the word of God says, pray for your enemies. That doesn't necessarily mean that people that just want to hate on you and want to beat you up or tear you down or ruin your character. Yes, pray for them too. But sometimes those friends that was once friends, they become enemies. It's in the Bible. Judas was a friend of Jesus. He was a disciple. He walked and talked, laughed, ate, sat at the table with Jesus. Okay? So there's the example, y'all. There's the example in, in, in our own Savior. Yet, Jesus was still in the distance. It ain't even say Jesus cut him off. Judas cut himself off, right? So when you have people in your life that have, have done you wrong or maybe not have valued your, friend, valued your friendship as you have valued theirs, if God doesn't bring a repentance to, to you from them, it's okay. Forgive them, but still give that love. I'm gonna tell you something. There was there was some uh, uh, recently. You know, I, I shared in one of my podcasts that one of my best friends was murdered, and um, this is a friend that's from middle school. So, a dear friend. He was a real one. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. Um, however, uh, God reveals to you. Who's real and who's not. Take it for what it is. Love them. Love yourself 
first. Don't allow yourself to be used, manipulated, talked about, or whatever. whatever. Stand up for yourself, but love yourself enough to respect yourself and respect your boundaries and allow other people to respect your boundaries as well. So I hope that this podcast has blessed your heart and I pray that you have gotten some meat out of these these nuggets and just sharing my heart and how I love me and how I love you to tell you the truth. So you all guys be blessed. Y'all have a wonderful day. Peace. Hello, hello, everybody. It's your girl, Shauna, with the How I Love Me series uh, from Love Nation. I just want to say hello, everybody. Man, man, it's been a minute since I've been on here. Um, But I'm so thankful that my listeners are continuing to listen to previous podcasts and um and showing your support from all over the world. We got America, Jamaica, uh, Germany, Singapore, Philippines, France, Italy. Um, did I already say Germany? Brazil, Colombia, Colombia. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my podcast. Um, the Ukraine, Hong Kong, uh, Oh gosh, uh, 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 did I say Singapore? Um, 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 it's so many. South Africa, Kenya, um, Albania. It's so many countries that are on here listening. And hey guys, I just want to say thank you. Did I say France and Italy too? Okay. Well, I just want to say thank you. Oh, Ireland. Okay. 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 I'm off of it. I'm off of it. But anyway, I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening all over the world. You know, as we share love and even this may be a small way, but it's a big way because it's getting out there, the message of love. And so I just want to thank you because the message of love is definitely, definitely the command of Jesus Christ. So if you are a believer or if you are thinking about being a believer, just understand that the realness of love is truth in love. And God is the only one who gives truth and love. In the word of God, it says to worship him is to worship him in spirit and in truth. And because he is love, you know, and he is spirit, that means he's always going to operate in truth. So the truth of our lives, the truth of ourselves, the truth of others in our lives is something that God will always reveal to us. He will always reveal the truth in the most beautiful form. And sometimes it can be the most ugliest form. Man, it could be it could be the most hurtful form. But but it's necessary. All of it is necessary. Your life As you go through life, everybody has trials. Everybody has tribulations. But just to know that he loves us enough to get them through them all, to get through them all, to um, heal from them. Because it ain't like life don't hurt. You know what I mean? It, It hits certain parts deep that some of us have, you know, childhood trauma. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but those truths that we might have been, um, uh, awakened to or have been, uh, have felt or gone through, he shows us the truth. He doesn't keep us in the dark. He doesn't keep us in a lie. I don't care if you've been blinded to the lie. God been shooting truth every single step of the way. Uh, how, however long, your, whatever your situation, however long you've been living in a lie, God has been revealing to you truth, truth, truth. And if you don't want to accept it, then that's on you. But the point is, is that he's always loving us and always wanting us to operate in that spirit of truthfulness, as well as he always operates towards us in that same spirit. So. 
today's podcast, I'm sorry, I get, I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited. Okay, so anyway, today's podcast, are you that friend? Are you that friend? I mean, when I think about a friend, I think about one who is true. Like I got, I got friends that some of them I call my real ones. And I say they my real ones, um, because we've gone through some journeys and we still remain to be friends. Time and distance has separated us, but we still meant to come together as friends. When times are hard, we know how to pray with each other. When times is a celebratory, we know how to celebrate each other. Um, and we just love each other. Time has tested that, that, that journey of friendship and our friendship hasn't been wavered. So I have friendships from, uh, and I'm talking about people that we still see, okay? Still see, you still connect, you still, you know what I mean, C- communicate often or whatever. Um, friends since middle school, elementary school, um, all the way up to now. Friends that um, still remain. Uh, and, it, and it's not to the point where we have done all life together. Like I said, time and distance, but I'm so blessed by those uh, friends that know me. They know different things about me. They know uh, my dirt. You know, they know my sins. Um, and yet, we still are friends. I know their sins. I know their whatever. You know what I'm saying? Their shortcomings and their highcomings. And we celebrate each other and continue to love each other um, and empower each other through life. You know, um, and bless each other. Like we, that's, that's what we do. Like real friends, man. I'm blessed to have that. And then, um, and then there's some that ain't friends. You know what I'm saying? They, they ain't friends, 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 friends. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going, we're going to talk about that. You know, you got different type of friendships. You got the diff, people uh, see friendships in different ways. You know, people will befriend a friend just to get something from them. You know, um, somebody will friend a friend because they see something that they like in you. They love in you. Um, and But they want to be a friend to you to take that from you. Like they, you ever had a friend that start talking like you, start start trying to do your gestures or or steal your jokes or whatever? You got those type of friends that don't really know their identity, but whatever identity they see inside of you, they want to connect to it and they want to become it. Um, majority of the time, that ends with them being jealous of the natural one who has that characteristic. You know what I'm saying? It starts to make them want to mimic it and be better than um, what they see. So you got friends that come in like that. You got friends that will go the extra mile for that other friend. I mean, go the extra mile. And that other friend may not dish it back out. But you have joy in giving out your your goodness, your kindness, your time. Like you are that friend that will, um, if your friends say they sick, girl, what you need? You need some soup? You need you need some medicine? You good? Um, and will go bring it to them. You that friend. You know, that friend that's, oh, my mom died or my, my brother, my sister, my cousin. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me pray with you. 
that type of friend. Or matter of fact, let me come to the funeral. Let me support you. Let me sing at your funeral. Let me, I mean, at your family's funeral or, uh, 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 do y'all need food or whatever? Like you may be that friend that just constantly gives out. You know, when your friend is in trouble, you f- will find a way to help out in any type of way. Even if, if somebody else helped out before you did, but you still like, hey, girl, you okay? That's still a friend. That's that. That's you got some people that have that attribute. You got some who who um, are friends for a moment. You know, a couple of years, a couple of months and or seasonal friends like they're all of that. What I just explained. And then they just cut you off. They just fall off like they go into another uh, level in life and um, or they have an epiphany, whatever the case may be. And, and they and they fall off, but they show you their real selves, their truth before they fall off. Kind of like a Judas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got friends that come like that. Like they're the ones that's standing next to you in the picture. They're the ones that's praying with you. They're the ones that's, that's, that's eating at your table. They're the ones that's uh, uh, hanging around your family and friends and, and befriend your friends, you know. And then all of a sudden. They start reaching another level or they want to reach another level or they see something inside of you that they don't like anymore, but they ain't tell you. Um, And then they just cut you off without any explanation. Those those might have been friends for that AKA season or that, you know, a lot of people use seasonal friends, you know what I'm saying? But there's a reason behind saying seasonal friends because seasons change, right? And that season we'll never experience again. Everybody always say that part about seasons change. However, you will never experience that season again. Yes, the same name, right? The same name may come. Fall, spring, winter, you know what I'm saying? Summer, it, it, it comes. However, the actual feeling and the time and the experience of that particular season, it only happened at one time. You're not going to go back in the past and re-experience it. You're not going to, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be like that. Every season is different. Every season changed. Just like when when a tree um, um, withers away in the fall, it doesn't grow back the same leaves. Those leaves have fallen off, withered away in the dust, in the wind of earth. But yet that tree produces a new leaf in a new season. You feel what I'm saying? So those friendships that we that you, it may be you listening, you know, that may be you like, dang, I didn't cut off this person. I didn't fell off at this person because whatever, you know, your truth about yourself. And if that is you, then please know this. God will always replace you with something more beautiful. God will always replace it with something more beautiful. So if that has been uh, shown to you, like you are the person on the opposite side, you are the one who constantly does and, and loves like a true loving friend. And you know that if that friendship is valued and respected and loved and nurtured, that you will be that friend till the end. Right? So, um, and then, and then, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that part, but 
You also have so-called friends that will attach to you that come in the mindset in a in a, a manipulative way as a friend will hang around your friends to get next to your friends or hang around family members to get next to you in some type of way because they may have a mission but they come as a friend like let me let me come to this party where you're at let me socialize with you let me drink with you let me smoke with you let me you know I know back in the day uh we we always used to have little parties here and there and yes I got a pass but anyway we always used to uh you know, meet up at different places and smoke and drink. And, you know, it's a little party going on and people may be having sex in the bathroom or, you know, just, just being whatever. Right. And this is teenage stuff. Um, so I, people may have come to the party for certain intentions. Like they want to have sex with this guy or they want to fight this girl or, you know what I'm saying? It's just different reasons or they just want to chill, you know? Um, it was like a little bit of everything goes, but these people come in the, in the form or in the title as friends because they're friend of a friend, but you don't know them. But they get attached to you, whether they're smoking with you, drinking with you. And now this becomes a norm. Like when I see you, I see you. And maybe you might have a one-night stand in the bathroom and boom. This is a so-called associate, not a friend, but associate that you are now tied to because of sex. And so even though if one person, male and female, whatever the case may be, might not even know your name, might not even care your feelings. It's like, oh, but he he was a friend. Oh, oh, we, but we had sex in. But but we had we was friends. We, we smoked together. We, we was at a couple of parties together. That doesn't make y'all friends. That's not a friend. That's, that's not a friend. But in some people's mindset, they will think because we're in the same atmosphere and we're in the same location and we, we kind of doing the same things. And I gave myself that that gives that person permission to call you friend in return. That's not the case. So what that leads to is hurt in your life that you caused on yourself because you want to call somebody a friend and give yourself your intimate part of you that this person is not even worthy to have and you're the one hurt when that other person ain't thinking twice about you don't even remember your name Mm. yeah there's some people like that and that's the friend i'm talking about on both sides i'm not being you know throwing shade at the one that got a, a quickie and don't know your name you gave it out it was you know and people when you drunk high and dumb you do dumb things. It's just the truth. And that's the reason why the Lord wants you to have a sober mind, okay? Because you can do dumb things and ruin your life. Um, and it's all biblical. It's there. Um, but this is my life, so I'm just, I'm just sharing. But um, you, you have these titles that you've placed on friends. Um, even let's go to social media friends, people that you've never met, people that you've only talked to, you know, FaceTime and different things like this, but you've placed them in the position of calling them friend because, you know, you're having a conversation and guess what? That's fine. 
There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a wonderful thing, especially during COVID, man. Everybody got to connect, whether it was negative or, you know, positive. Um, it was a way to connect with the world um, through social media, you know. But some of it has been very toxic, you know, and and allows the recipient to be very hurt, Um, um people that you thought were your friends like I know on uh during especially the pandemic and and the the president's war I'm gonna say in America um but there were uh people that were friends and family members that were saying the most evil things on social media not face to face but on social media and unfriended and so that person is unfriended you know Facebook forever or blocked or can't whatever the case may be from social media platform to social media platform you can unfriend you can unfollow you can uh block whatever the case may be so now that person who has been blocked or um has received all those negative contents from somebody's uh, point of view social media post point of view has now put that on another person um as i'm not your friend anymore I unfriend you. I've cut you off. Um, I block you out of my life forever. Um, instead of trying to fix the problem or even trying to hold on to that friend, that person will cut that person out of their lives forever. I'm blocking visuals. You ain't seeing nothing I'm doing, who I'm with, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, like I like I said, I guess in life, uh, in real life and in social media, you have different attributes of where the friendship can go, where what the friendship was meant on, what it was based on, uh, the truthfulness behind it. And so God will allow us to see and experience these things because he's always wanting you to see the truth in another. You know, the word of God says you will know them by their fruits. Right. And so that's not just talking about finding financial things. I think a lot of people are always uh, comparing fruits to financial blessings. Um, but that's not it. It comes in your children. It comes in your friendships. It comes in, in how favor falls upon you. It comes in those different things. Um, it, it, it comes in, it comes in, in, in financial things as well. Don't get me wrong, but, um, the church starts to viewpoint it one way sometimes. Um, and that may not be all, but I have talked to several people that think that, um, like children are not your fruit. Like they are clearly your fruit. Okay. So anyway, point is, um, that we, we can, uh, see the examples of what a friendship is supposed to be biblically. So, um, if you just give me a little time, I'm going to share that with you. So, okay. When you think about this, like God, the beginning of time, right? God created man and woman and he communed with man and woman, not necessarily as their overseer, not necessarily as their master, but as a friend. God communed daily, chilled, talked, walked with Adam and Eve. Absolutely beautiful, man. I just, oof. Just chilling with God daily. God, the creator, you know what I'm saying? Daily. But when sin entered in, he told him his truth. What did you do? Why are you hiding from me? 
Now they're ashamed. Remember when, when, when all the whole situation, Eve ate the fruit, uh, the forbidden fruit. She brought it to Adam. Adam partaketh. And then they realized that they were naked. Uh, God comes and finds them. I'm giving you the, the short version. God comes and finds, finds his friends. And he said, why are you hiding? And they said, because we're naked. And God says, how do you know you're naked? It's a different eyesight. It's a different eyesight that was seen when sin entered in. It's like a, 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 a freaking a mask on your eyes that's allowing you to see only sin. You see, you seeing it through the sinful lens versus the purified lens, because before sin entered in, we see it in a purified lens. That's how we were able to see and talk and walk with God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm getting even revelation right now. But that that's that's what it is when when sin entered in that friendship that man had with God, that woman and man had with God. Ooh. God took his presence away. And he also told them the truth of what life would be. And life changed instantly. Like for Adam and Eve, like if you really look at it, one son was jealous of the other because of his adoration for God the Father, which everybody worshiping God the Father. Like, why are you mad at me? Because I'm doing it better. How about you achieve more? That's that's my thing with uh, Cain and Abel. <laughs> but Cain was so jealous. That he killed his own brother. He didn't even ask, bro, help me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a little mad. I'm a little tired. And I got to do this offering every day. Like, he had the wrong attitude. Like, I'm, I'm upset. It's hot outside. And we got to gather all these fruits. So, God going to get what God going to get. Nah, bro. This is this is uh, uh, Abel talking to his brother. Nah, bro. Don't do it like that. God is our creator, man. He just, he loves us without Every like without any effort, he just loves us. So we just give him a little bit. I mean, he gave us life. I mean, like, come on, like God the man, yo. If he would encourage him in that way, this world would be a lot different because it would be a huge example from the beginning of time how to overcome that sinful demon of 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 jealousy. Because that that's that's the member. Um, if you listen to any of my other podcasts, that is the uh, attribute of Satan. And that was, um, you know, the reason why he is kicked out of heaven and will be forevermore, you know. So anyway, when you think about the um, the attribute of God being that friend to Adam and Eve from the beginning of time, then we understand that this was his creation. This is what he wanted. He wanted to communicate with us because sin has entered in. He stands there still. He's still omnipresent, but he's in distance. He's still orchestrating our life. He's distant and present. Please understand, I'm I'm not I'm not not speaking spiritual. I'm not not speaking, you know, what it is. Yes, he's omnipresent. He's omnipresent in spirit. I'm talking about God walking around in the flesh is not that often. I do believe that he does walk around in the flesh um here upon this earth. I really do. However, um it's not in the same sense as as the Garden of Eden. But yet that was God's design for us is for us to live in Eden forever. But because sin is entered in, he's he's positioned himself um, 
in our lives in a certain way, but he's still yet there and he'll forever be there. And that's the friendship that we have in God. That's the friendship that lasts eternally in God. And it's also an example. Like when you look into the word, um, you look into the word and you see how God was even Jesus, when Jesus came along, Jesus is telling us to be that friend. He's telling us that, um, uh, but I call you my most intimate and cherished friends, like different times in the Bible. He's talking about this, especially in John 15. I love, I love John 15. It says, um, John 15, 12 says, so this is my command, love each other deeply as much as I have loved you for the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends, right? Okay. So in that, Oh, 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 let me continue to read real quick. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. And I have called you, I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. And a servant doesn't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate and cherished friends. God calls us friends, y'all. Like, Man, that's how I know for a fact, that's a fact, that not only is God our forever friend, but he is also the example of a friend. So are you that friend? Like some of the the examples that I gave, are you that friend? Um, I'm going to just share a little bit of... um, I'm going to just share you share with you something. Okay, so last year God was depositing all these visions and and signs and wonders um into my in, in front of me and into my heart and my mind. So, um during this time, me and my okay, me and my husband was on a walk and um we were on a a, a bridge and we would walk every day on this bridge and in that time we would uh worship God. We would we would sing to God. We would pray out loud before you know the ocean and it was just a beautiful time but God started to deposit uh visions uh very very strong visions and and um and so one night I had a dream of a car accident um happening me and my my husband were walking on that bridge and um in the dream the 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 bridges over our like over our head so we're kind of walking under the bridge to the top of the bridge but anyway there was in it and it's onto a freeway so there was cars coming and they started to hit and one of the cars started to go over the bridge and I'm grabbing my husband's hand and I said run run we got to make it to the bottom we got to make it to the bottom and so um in my dream we finally make it to the bottom but yet uh, we're staring up at the bridge and there's a person that passed away on that bridge in my dream. I wake up the very next morning, me and my husband go to that bridge. We're walking, we're talking, we're laughing, we're praying, we're singing, we're listening to our music. And, um, and then all of a sudden I hear in the distance, boom, boom. It was like, five or six cars that hit boom boom boom. I grabbed my husband's hands like come on because we were at the top of the bridge which means that the car could have come over I was like I grabbed my husband's hand I said come on he's still looking back like what I said it was in my dream last night run so he runs and we make it down to the bottom and we're looking over 
And I start to see people get out because I'm in my, in my mind and my heart. I'm like, let me run up there and go help them. But the Lord had my feet like stuck, like watch. Jerry, I'm sorry, I don't mean to mention my husband's name, but he, he started to pray. He's praying, he's praying because um, one of the ladies, some people were getting out to see if that person was okay. Come to find out the person did pass away. So my dream was came to life. God gave me that as a warning. So from then on, God was just showing me different things that I needed to do and how I needed to go. It was like, he was like, poof, pay attention. I said, yes, sir. I'm paying attention. What we doing, God? What we doing, Jesus? And so every, it, it just, it was starting to happen a little bit more often. But then God gave me this vision to um, create a party. He gave me the vision of the party. It was to be in my backyard. He told me who to invite. Um, he told me who to invite. He told me uh, my children would be a part of it and um, how, how to go about it. It was a whole vision. So anyway, needless to say, I created it. I did not want to create it. I am um, a private person and I don't like to invite everybody over my house. But and these were some of them were, were all friends. I can I considered them very dear friends and I consider them very dear friends. Um, and so I was inviting even people that I don't necessarily have in my circle because God was depositing these names um, or people that I don't hang around all the time. But in the distance, we're friends. We're, we're friends on social media. We were we might have hung out back in the day and 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 still cool now or we hang with each other every now and then. We still communicate. You know, what I'm saying like people that live around me. God was telling me to 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 post people from my church, people from my previous church and then. And also some friends that are friends like we've been friends for years we love each other we do life together we pray with each other we worship together you know what I'm saying like like that right so this list God keep giving me names I'm like Jesus okay so down to like maybe two days before I was in the bathroom and I'm washing my hands and I said God I really don't want to do this and he um my husband called my name. Like, as soon as I said, God, I don't want to do this. I don't. Um, I don't feel like it. Um, like, at the time, my family and I were preparing to, to move, and we couldn't find a place to move to as of yet. And we were working. It was just a lot going on. So I just wasn't in the mood. You know what I mean? And, and so, um, God, I, oh, yeah, my husband was calling for my name to come outside. And he's screaming, like, John! And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I run outside and the rainbow is right over my house. And it was, a, it was confirmation. It was a sign. Trust me, my promises are forever towards you and forever on your household this dropped in my spirit like go and do it so me and my husband we went and we built a table we built a table we got decorations my children my daughters uh um made the desserts and my husband cooked the food and 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 my husband was doing the valet parking for all those people that came we had fun uh we played games we were dancing in the yard like little kids we were talking we we ate candy like little girls um 
just just having a fun and intimate time. And the Lord gave me a message to share with each and every one of them. And even before they left, um, they prayed for me. They prayed over me and with me. And out of, I want to say, I, I felt good to have fulfilled what God um, told me. And the vision that he gave me was absolutely beautiful. It came... Um, uh, at the right time, it was encouraging to me. Um, when I look back at the pictures, I can see just God's hand on it. Like my husband said, he was watching from the uh, window and he said it, it looked like God was dancing around us, that he was all in the midst of everything that was being orchestrated. As God gave me the, um, the words to share with, with them, uh, my friends, uh, others started to open up about their struggles and we started to pray over each other in that circle. Um, God also allowed me to see the connections and what he was doing, whereas I might have been friends with this person over here and friends with another person over here, but they might have been friends in the past, you know. Um, it was like a reconnection of something. That that happened a little bit. And, and so... Um, I uh, didn't really want to post it on Facebook and stuff like that, but some of them asked me, can I post it? And I said, you know what? Yeah, you, know, you, you can post it and you can tag me in it and whatever, whatever. And, um, and other people were like, man, that was so beautiful. Some people got mad, like, why you ain't invite me, you know? Um, and I had to explain this was this list. What God gave me the names to invite on this list. I don't know why he did, but he, this is what he did. Like I said, some were mad, some were encouraged, some did it on their own, you know. But then um, when I look back on it, who has remained that's in those pictures? Who do I still talk to? Who has God cut out of my life? Just, just to be very honest, the friendship that God created me to be um, I will I will continue to carry out that as long because it's his is his example. It's God's example. And so when I look at the pictures from that 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 uh event that he told me to get, he also revealed to me at the table who is true. Remember Jesus at the table with his disciples before his crucifixion? Um how many remained? If you don't know the story, please do look it up. The Last Supper, Jesus, Judas kisses, <laughs> Judas is kissing Jesus on the cheek, or Jesus, you know, uh, he revealed to him who he was. I know you, Satan. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, all of that. And I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. What I'm saying is, is that invite him to the table. Your friendships, it will be revealed. When you sit down and you eat and you talk and, and different things like that, and it may not happen in one season, it may happen in a couple of years, but if it's something that's meant to hurt and harm you, God will bring it to light. Uh-uh, watch that one. It's time to reposition yourself in that person's life. And if you don't listen and you don't pay attention, then I'm going to reposition them. I'm going to cut them off. That's the truth truth will always be revealed to you. And this is the thing that I want to say in that part. It hurts. It, it's like, man, 
for real. However, it's always necessary because God loves us so much that in new season, you need newness. Um, Like I mentioned before with the tree, the tree um, has one leaf that withers away in one season, but grows anew in the next season. And so with that being said, and that's an example, um, God wants to create a new when that happens. So the that old may wither away and it may be even some particles of you that may be attached to that person or or that that friendship tie, whatever it is, it it it, it, it needs to wither away, but yet God brings the newness and in with him bringing that newness, trust him in that. That's the healing part. That's the renewal part. That's the uh, uh, refined. I'm dusted off. You know, that's that moment and walk in it. Heal from that. Don't sit up there and hurt and wither and cry because that person has withered away um, from your life. That person may not have been meant to go into the next season. That's just what it is. That's just what it is. Because if it was meant, oh, hell and high water, that person would be there. Meaning, let's forgive. Let's talk. Let's 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 cry this thing out. I'm mad at you. You mad at me? Tell me why you mad at me. Okay, I'm mad at you because da 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 da. All right, well let's get over it. Well, you said this. Well, I thought you meant this. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it. That's what friends do. That's what friends do. Even when you look at the example of Jesus, when he's talking to, he told Peter what he would do. You're going to deny me three times. He like, I'm kicking straight truth. Do you want to lie to me? I bet you when that crow, that crow, uh, the third time, Jesus looking at him like, I told you, you was going to do that. Is that's what you did. That was the truth there. Right. However, just in our situation, um, when truth is revealed, whatever it may be, and friendships are trying to operate in peace, God is going to bless that peace. He's going to be in the midst of it. Um, I had a friend who um, I lived next door to. Uh, we became so tight. It was like we were sisters. We would borrow each other's clothes. We would talk on the phone. And we lived right freaking next door like a duplex. Our houses are connected. We would talk on the phone if we weren't talking outside. We were talking outside. We were going uh, um walking up the street together we were just always just chilling and talking and and um and just thinking back to when we first met it was like I I I God gave me a dream about her and the dream was that I would go next door and invite her to church because I just started going to church and I was excited about the Lord and I, I wanted to witness you know just share his love with somebody and um Oh, let me back up. So even at that time, I had just moved to the the area and I really didn't have any friends like my, my friends from back home. They was coming down to visit on the weekends and different things like that. But I didn't even have I didn't have local friends like that. And so, like I said, I just started a church and I had that dream to go knock on her door and knock on her door. And she's looking like, um, uh, yeah, I'll think about it. Right. Then after a while, um. My, um, uh, her car had broke down. And so my husband was like, do you need help? And she was like, I need to get to work and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what to do. And so my husband helped, um, with her car and, and then we started to talk. Next thing you know, 
she, like I said, we, she joined the church. We started to be best friends. We were friends for years. We lived next door to each other for years. She threw my, my, uh, my baby showers. Um, we were just really, really close, really, really close. We went to church together. We worshiped together. We, we went out together. Our boy, my husband and her boyfriend were friends. Like we, Man, we did life together and I loved her. There were times that she would be sick and um, she had sickle cell anemia and we were there for her. Um, Her dad moved in and she had to take care of her dad and it became where um, we would call him uncle. Um, Her family became my family. Um, All of these different things. My my husband would discipline her son um, (laughs) who give him whoopings when you know spank his butt or put on punishment when he was acting up this is how close we were oh my gosh I loved her and um and and I knew she loved me as as a friend as sisters man and we shared each other's secrets we 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 knew each other's dirt you know um we cried with each other, man. We did funerals together with other people, man. It was it was that life for us. And so, but there was a time that she started to get connected to someone else in the church who was very haughty. And, um, and so that whatever was inside of her wanted to mimic that inside of that, you know, other person. And so she started to mimic that. And I ain't like it. I ain't like that at all. I didn't like it, man. I'm like, yo, you changing, you different. And it's and it's okay to change and you know, elevate. But it started to be to the point where you looking down on me. And you want to be so connected to that person that you're looking down on me. You're having that haughty attitude. That's not cool. That ain't cool. When you start to look down upon others, the people that was your friends and that was rocking with you when you was uh, wearing the same shoes every day for for two years. When it, just say, for instance, you have friends like that. And then when all of a sudden you elevate, you get more money, you looking down on that person. That's a no, no. That's self-righteousness. Don't don't be like that, because if you're a friend, you're a friend anyway. OK, OK. So, um. So anyway, she started to be like that. And so me and then there was something that happened like uh, my car had broke down and and we were both going to the same party. So she knew that my car broke down. I told her and blah, blah, blah. And she left to the party without me. I never did that to her. Uh, Anytime that her car might have been broke down or whatever, she would ride with my family, her and her son or different things like that. And so I was hurt. So I told her, yo, you hurt me because da, 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 da. And, and she was like, I don't know. I mean, I can just stop and come back and get you and, and whatever, whatever. Or maybe somebody else can come get you. And I said, you know what? Never mind. It's okay. It's all right. God revealed to me what was going on. And even though I didn't agree with it and I, I, I was hurt from it, it was still something that I needed to know. Needless to say, time moved on and I and our friendship distant. It started to wither away. Even though we lived next door, we stopped talking. We stopped hanging out. Um, yeah, we still went to the same church, but I would talk to her at church. And that was pretty, pretty much it. You know, um, those conversations on the phone. They were not there no more. And so me and my husband decided to move. We were moving. And when she came outside and she seen the truck, because this is how much we ain't talking. So she didn't even know we was moving. 
she cried. She cried. She cried. She cried. Why are you leaving me? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, we're we're moving. We're we're going on on our on our journey on our lives, and and I love you and whatever whatever. And and so anyway, when when we moved, um, I invited her over to one of the, my parties to to welcome you know my new house. And she came over, and she was sick again. So her health was really failing. And um, and my friend was young. She was in her 30s, man. And um, so, uh, yeah, she uh, came over, and she's just sitting there, and she's looking around, and she starts to cry. And I'm like, what's going on, man? She was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not being a real friend. I'm sorry for acting the way that I act. She was like, would you please forgive me? Please forgive me, Shauna. I said, absolutely. Absolutely, I forgive you. I, I love you, girl. You know what I'm saying? I, I, she was like a sister to me, you know? And um, time went on, and we started to connect again. We would call on the phone. We would, you know, just, just like rekindling again. And, um, and then... Uh, she started to get real, real sick. And she told me, in church, but actually my grandmother looked at her and she said, Shauna, you need to pay attention to um, Margie Marge because she's getting real sick and I, I can see it in her, right? And so Margie comes to me and she said, man, I'm really, really sick. And I'm like, girl, no, you got to speak life, you know what I'm saying? And she kept saying, I'm really sick this time, Shauna. I went to um, bury my grandfather and as I'm burying my grandfather, I get a call that she's in the hospital. I, I rush back from West Virginia to uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And I, uh, I go to the hospital. And she was happy to see me. She's like, Shauna, oh, my gosh, you made it back. How's everything? She's asking me how everything is. And uh, we talking. And the next day I came, she didn't. She was getting to the point where she was hallucinating or talking out of her head. And, and so then on the third day, she said, um, Shauna, grab my bags because I'm getting ready to go. I said, Margie, they're not letting you out of here. They, they said, you, you know, you got to stay here for a while. She's like, girl, grab my bags. Let's go. And then on the fourth day, she's pointing out the window. She said, I'm, I'm ready to go. Tell Hakeem I'm about to leave. Hakeem is her son. And... Um, I was like, yo, I told my best friend, my prayer partner, I said, yo, things ain't looking good. It's just not. She said, well, I need you to uh, think positive and pray, pray her through it. Needless to say, I was there every day and her body was deteriorating. Her, her, uh, she was the sickest person in the hospital. The, the absolute sickest person in the hospital. The doctors did not know what to do. Anyway, I have a family at home, but this was my sister, my friend, one whom I love. My husband understood that, and he understood that I needed to be there. When I got that last call, they said, we're pulling the plug because she's a vegetable. She's no longer, she's, she's not doing well, and the family wants to pull the plug. I drove to that hospital at midnight I made it there and I'm beside her bed and I'm holding her hand and I'm like Marge Margie 
thinking like, girl, don't go. And um, the pastor had prayed Psalms 27. And when he got to the latter part and he said um, that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When he reached the word dwell in the house, in the house, the machine said, they didn't even get to pull the plug because she left instantly. My friend was gone. There was this glow on her face, shining on her face and a smile on her face. And I'm holding her hand and I'm looking over and I'm like, girl, what heaven look like? Tell me. It didn't even dawn to me that 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 instantly she was gone. I felt like I still had that connection with her. Tell me what heaven looked like. Tell me because I knew where she was. I knew where she went. And uh, that's the friend that God created me to be. So when I have this is how I love me, y'all. You're going to have friends that. And, oh, and I want to say something about my friend Margin. I'm still connected to her family still to this day. I've watched family members get married. I've watched family members have babies and, you know, grow. And everybody um, may not be on the same, you know, not as tight or, you know, time and distance. But when we get around, we, we still love each other. We laugh. We hug. We, we talk. We cry. We confess. We, we forgive. We get over. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's that type of um, friendship. And so those other friendships that I've had that I have to reposition myself in their lives, I don't necessarily uh, cut them off indefinitely. But we're in distance. I can be in distance with you. Um, You don't have that access to me to hurt me anymore. That's how I love me. Those friends that act phony or the the Judases, the Jezebels and different things like that. Some are are needed to be cut off indefinite. But then you have some that, you know what? I still love you from afar. I'm going to pray for you from afar. I'm I'm going to, the word of God says, pray for your enemies. That doesn't necessarily mean that people that just want to hate on you and want to beat you up or tear you down or ruin your character. Yes, pray for them too. But sometimes those friends that was once friends, they become enemies. It's in the Bible. Judas was a friend of Jesus. He was a disciple. He walked and talked, laughed, ate, sat at the table with Jesus. Okay? So there's the example, y'all. There's the example in, in, in our own Savior. Yet, Jesus was still in the distance. It ain't even say Jesus cut him off. Judas cut himself off, right? So when you have people in your life that have, have done you wrong or maybe not have valued your, friend, valued your friendship as you have valued theirs, if God doesn't bring a repentance to, to you from them, it's okay, Forgive them, but still give that love. I'm gonna tell you something. There was there was some uh, uh, recently. You know, I, I shared in one of my podcasts that one of my best friends was murdered, and um, this is a friend that's from middle school. So, a dear friend. He was a real one. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. Um, however, uh, God reveals to you. Who's real and who's not. Take it for what it is. 
love them. Love yourself first. Don't allow yourself to be used, manipulated, talked about, or whatever. whatever. Stand up for yourself, but love yourself enough to respect yourself and respect your boundaries and allow other people to respect your boundaries as well. So I hope that this podcast has blessed your heart and I pray that you have gotten some meat out of these out of these nuggets and just sharing my heart and how I love me and how I love you to tell you the truth. So you all guys be blessed. Y'all have a wonderful day. Peace.